0: Hello, welcome to the Self-Learning Podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start discussion on Unit 15, Organizational Structure of Urban Bodies. And we are discussing pre-independence era. The history of local self-government during British regime may be divided into following period up to 1882 up to 1882 to 1919, from 1919 to 1935, from 1935 to 1947, first period up to 1882. As mentioned above, modern local self-government in India is British creation, the local self-governing institution as they exist today, do not represent a process of continuous growth but are the product of convenience which have found necessary by the British government in the interest of administration. The first municipal council of Madras or Chennai consisted of a mayor, aldermen and the local people. The local body was authorized to collect taxes for the maintenance and development of the city. In 1926, the Madras Municipal Council was replaced by a mayor's court, which was by and large a judicial organization. In 1793, The Charter Act was passed and the municipal administration was extended to three towns of Bombay, Calcutta and Madras. It gave powers to the Governor General of India to appoint justices of peace in these towns. The municipal administration was established in the district towns in Bengal in 1842. In 1870, Lord Mayo's resolution came into force. In this resolution, emphasis was given on the decentralization from the center to the provinces. It was stated that Indians should be associated in the administration and municipal government was best for that purpose. Now the second phase 1882 to 1919. The effect on local self-government of the policy inaugurated by Lord Mayo was reviewed in 1882. Considerable progress was recorded since 1870 both in number and usefulness of the municipalities. But progress was found to have been more unequal in different parts of the country than varying local circumstances seemed to warrant. Thus, till 1882, local self-government was functioning without the participation of Indians, and therefore it was neither local nor self-government in Lord Ripon's resolution 1882 fuller scope for local self-government was introduced under this approach emphasis was laid on the fact that local self-government in the final analysis was desirable as an instrument of political and popular education Lord Ripon's resolution is regarded as Magna Carta of local government of, in India. According to Lord Ripon, local self-government was an instrument of political and popular education. Lord Ripon's resolution introduced a new era in the constitution, powers, and functions of municipal bodies, which were greatly changed. The system of election for the municipal bodies was introduced with a limited franchise. Although the chairmanship was open to known official according to the resolution, this part of the resolution was not implemented and an official remained ex-officio chairman. His successor Lord Curzon influence attempted further to reduce the political education and reinforced the dominant position of district officers and departmental experts. Lord Curzon was in favor of efficiency, centralization and officialization in 1907 to 99. The subject of local self-government was considered by the Royal Commission on Decentralization as an aspect of administrative devolution. The Commission in its report clearly remarked that the local self-government has so far been a failure. The Commission observed that the local bodies should not only have the non-official majority and elected chairman, but generally elected members too. the recommendations of the commissions were conservative in terms of administrative improvement rather than of the national political aspirations. The principles of Lord Ripon's continue to regulate the development of the local self government until 1918. The recommendations of the Decentralization Commission were not implemented due to some unknown reasons and were implemented at the time when Montague Uchamek's board reports of 1919 gave a measure of autonomy to the provincial legislature. The administration of local self-government was taken out of the hands of the district officers and placed under the department, which was controlled by the popular minister. Now the next is the third period 1919 to 1935. The third phase in the history of local self-government in India was shared in as a direct outcome of the Montford reforms. The Government of India Act 1919 came into force in 1920. By this act, responsible government was established in the provinces by introducing the system of diarchy or dual government, according to the report of the Ruler Local Self-Government Committee. During this phase, there was a further shift. That is the question of local self-government of India in the resolution of 1918 in which it was suggested that the local bodies should be as representative as possible in order to give the effect to the policy. In this period, a large number of amending legislation were passed on the local self-government in every province in 1930 the simon commission made a thorough study of problems of local self-government in india the commission came to this conclusion that efficiency of local self-government depends upon the control and pressure which is exercised by the provincial government this period is notable for the final establishment of the local self-government institutions to smallest units of the rural areas that is village accordingly the report of the ruler urban relationship committee the central control for the approach was negative issue of directions to prohibit certain acts and suppression of the local bodies in the extreme cases fourth period 1935 to 1947 the inauguration of provincial autonomy under the government of india act 1935 was very important in the evolution of local self-government in india according to the report of the ruler local self-government the passing of government of india act 1935 and the introduction of provincial autonomy in 1937 gave a flip to the development of local self-government on popular basis the government of india act 1935 came into force in 1936 which replaced the hierarchical system of government and system of provincial autonomy was introduced The functions of local self-government were enlarged. Their financial powers were actually curtailed. When the popularly elected ministers came in power in 1946, the problem of local self-government was studied afresh and various committees were constituted in order to improve the structure and working of the local bodies, but the recommendations of these committees could not be implemented due to the resignation of popular ministries. The Second World War hampered the growth and development of local self-government in India. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.